Welcome to Live It or Waste It. I am David Guggenheim. And I'm Dave Wine, and this is the show about getting the most out of your life. If you are in the process of changing your life, and you're seeking a community of like-minded people looking for tips and strategies to make your new life stick, then this is the show to follow. Join us on this journey of remaking our lives the way we want. With the help of the Live It or Waste It community. Love that community action. You love the community. We all love the community. What else do we love this week? The Dave, word of the week. The, what is the word of the week? Word of the week is consistency. Consistency. Remember. Now, is that like the consistency of rice pudding? Is that, is that what we're talking about here? Of course, because this is a cooking show. Yes, we love to talk about the consistency of a milky, ricey pudding. Yes. And also the consistency of doing what you need to do. To be successful, right? Slow and steady wins the race, baby. Slow and steady wins the race. That's something that I forget sometimes, and it turns out bad. And that is sort of what we're going to talk about this week. Because <laughs> last week, we really delved into how I was doing the ups and downs, my trials and tribulations. And this week, we get to put the spotlight on you and, and how things are going in, in your neck of the woods. Yippee! Hooray! Yeah. Let the games begin. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you want to know there, Mr. Googans? So consistency. You, you picked the word of the week this week. Consistency. This is something that is obviously on your mind. We've done a lot of shows. This is show nine, episode nine. Episode nine. We've talked a lot about tips and strategies for people to change their lives. We've talked a lot about our morning routine. We've talked about how we want to change our lives and how doing it is important for us. And we find it to be gratifying in doing it. So have you been able to live up to what we've been talking about? First of all, what a lovely setup that was. I appreciate that. Sure. Uh, and as far as all the things that we've been talking about and using and implementing, yeah, I have been doing all of that and I have been struggling with it. But that is par for the course, right? I mean, this is what we signed up for. We didn't sign up for, uh, uh, you know, tiddlywinks. No, this is tough. This is real work that we're doing consistency, discipline, a, a lot of these things. And so you're saying you've, it's been tough, though. It's not been a walk in the park, you're saying. No. Consistency has been an, an issue? Let me say this, David. Every day I feel like I have lived it, okay? But I have not necessarily done it the way that I had planned out. And uh -huh. I had been putting a lot of pressure on myself to do things exactly the way that I had it planned out. And that was, I realize now talking to my therapist, actually, that that is just not a realistic expectation, especially for me, because I realize that I am more of a 
I'm not so much a routine guy. I'm more of kind of a, a instinct guy. Like I, I get up and kind of feel my way towards what I'm going to be accomplishing that day. What am I being drawn to? And sometimes that doesn't get the tasks done that I need to get done. So what she suggested, my therapist suggested, was that I make a list of musts uh, for the day. And those are the things, obviously, that I have to get done that day. And then a list of wants that I can do once the musts list is complete. It doesn't have to be in any particular order because, again, you know, I, I'm someone who's just kind of drawn to what I need to work on. And I don't I don't really want to try to put myself in this cookie cutter kind of organized. <laughs> I know it sounds ridiculous because I really need to be organized. And that's something that I really struggle with right now. I'm really struggling with organizing all my priorities right now because there's just so much to do. And uh, I was telling my therapist, I feel like I have a boulder on my back and every day I'm chipping away and I'm chipping away. And then at the end of the day, I look up and there's still a big ass boulder on my back, you know, right. even though I feel like I've just been chipping like a, a champion. Little, a sort of a Sisyphusian sort of situation. <laughs> chipping like a champion is going to be the title of my next book, by the way. Chipping so like a champion. I like that. That's copy uh, right it. So don't. Right. Steal that. Mail it to yourself or something. I think you put it on a <laughs> podcast. That doesn't quite do it. So her response to that was, you know what, figure out what that boulder is. In other words, figure out what is weighing you down and then remove the boulder, which is reprioritize things, take things away that don't need to be done right now because you clearly have too much on your plate. Right. That's tough because I think you could find that my uh, my dad had a boat mm -hmm. when I was a kid. A schooner? And he, a catamaran. Oh, nice. And he kept it in the backyard on these little metal uh, stands. And when he never took the boat out, as far as I know, ever since I was born. And when I was about 10 or 12, he sold it. And when they took it away and they took it off the stand, into the concrete, the stand had pressed itself into the concrete, leaving a, a mark, a little triangular mark. And so I'm wondering if you might have a similar residual feeling taking the boulder off your back and you still might have the residual in, indentation of what the boulder is, is doing to you. That's a lovely analogy. I love that. And yes, that's exactly because, and when you have the boulder, it's so much harder to get things done. I mean, just think about it. If you physically had a boulder on your back and you're trying to get stuff done, it's that much harder to do. And, and it's, it's hard also to enjoy the journey, which is another thing that we've always talked about on here is that you have to enjoy the journey. And once you feel like, too much weight is on you and you're not enjoying the journey, it's time to stop and reassess things. And that's something that you have to do from time to time. You have to reassess your priorities and organize your thoughts once again. Can you share maybe an example of something that is part of this boulder, an example of 
what what it consists of most of it is really stems back to getting this podcast business off the ground and i have several podcasts in the works right now that i just need to get up and running and there's there's just a lot of things that go along with that and it's just me so you know right it there's just not enough hours in the day really for for one person to get all this stuff done and that's something i just have to accept like you said slow and steady wins the race and there's only so much i can do i have to just enjoy the journey and understand that it's not about how fast it gets done just as long as it gets done I hear what you're saying. You have your musts, your needs, and your wants. Right. Right. And that seems to make sense. And I'm just wondering, when you look back at the end of the day, it's the end of the day now, we record this program on Friday evenings. How did you do today as far as making a list and accomplishing the goals on the list? Today actually was a pretty good day. Uh, I I didn't get all of them accomplished but I feel like I've accomplished enough. That's really, that's really the aim for me is that at the end of the day, I just want to feel like I did as much as I possibly could. And how does that feel? Like today, how does that feel as far as doing a good job hitting the goals that you had planned for yourself to hit? Well, today actually feels better because I realized that my expectations were too high. So now that I've, I've lowered and, and realized that I needed to prioritize my, my goals uh, uh, differently, that there's a lot less pressure on me, which was being put there by me. You know, I was the one that was putting the pressure on myself. So that pressure is not there anymore. And um, I'm, I'm able to relax now. My sleep has been kind of thrown off by all this too. And, and I've even kind of gotten out of my routine. So all that stuff is kind of coming back now that I have relieved that pressure of, you know, having to get all this stuff done. To me, you might be shooting yourself in the foot. Like once you get off the morning routine, then, because again, I've been off my morning routine. You know, I had my sleep apnea and I had all sorts of excuses up, up and down. And this morning I got up at about 5.30, Mm 5.45 a.m. And I actually exercised. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop the clock. Hey, now. I know. And we we can get back to it. I, I exercised. I took a cold shower, which is another thing that I've, I've read about as far as motivating yourself in the morning. So I, I had no heat in my shower this morning. How was that? And I tell you, I had so much energy this morning and, and I had my networking group and I went and I did a kick butt commercial for myself. I, I thought I should have won the trophy this week, but I didn't. I just felt that my whole day was supercharged and I was hyper-focused and I didn't have a lot of things on my to-do list, so I was able to get some things done that were on my want list instead of my need list. Right. And I just, I felt great and, and, and supercharged to do the whole thing. It's now, in my time, it's after eight o'clock, and I still feel raring to go of 
you know, doing this show. I was looking forward to doing the show. Nice. So, you know, all the, and I, I'm committing myself that I'm not, I, I, I'm not fully reconstituting my morning routine, but I'm going to be getting up early, even with a sleep apnea, I'm going to get myself up early, either 5.30 or 6, you know, somewhere in there. We'll determine what that is. Take myself a cold shower and, you know, maybe do something like journaling. Keep doing my lemon water, which has been my, <laughs> my North Star, uh, which I feel has been done wonders for my acid reflux and just making me feel good in the morning, just getting that liquid agua in me. That's uh, good. That's good. Now, so, let me let me just say one thing about the lemon water, though, because uh, several dentists th- dentists that I talked to said that too much lemon water can be bad for the enamel on your teeth. So don't, I would say don't have it every morning, or if you are, maybe have it with a straw and just have it go down your, your um, throat without touching your teeth too much. I shoot it like Jägermeister. Oh. Well, in that case, never mind. Carry on. <laughs> Problem solved. So, I mean, I don't want to get too much in, into into my victory today, and it was a single day victory. We have to see, you know, next week that hold me accountable. But I think consistency in doing that morning routine will give you the extra energy you need to stay focused and attuned to making those priorities in a sensible way because you don't want to set yourself up to fail right right? that's right but you want to have high expectations for yourself you you don't want to set the bar so low that you could walk over it well i like that idea about the cold shower i'm going to give that a try but let me say this you know one good thing i've i've realized out of this though is that despite being off my routine or my sleep being off I still am in the mode of getting stuff done, even if it's not in the order or the way that I had planned it out that day. Stuff is still getting done because I'm in that mindset and I really appreciate that. I'm not in the mindset any longer that I'm just going to blow this off today or I'm just going to wait till, you know, next week to start whatever. I'm still in it to win it. And that I'm, I'm most proud of, I have to say of myself because doing this for so long, it's starting to now become the norm and it's not okay for me to just sit around and do nothing and blow stuff off anymore. It's not okay for me. I don't like it. I don't, it's not comfortable. And so almost forces me to get up and take action even if I would to try to just sit all sit around and and not do what I need to be doing all of that is great and and I just want to quickly get in there uh the cold shower idea it's on the internet but uh specifically I heard it from Jesse Harless Jesse who has a book that that I don't have the title of right now but we'll put it in the show show notes Jesse Harless is 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 at the heart of that. Well, you know, there's one thing that I found that is really good that I wanted to suggest to you, David, and to everybody listening. And that is, and it's going to sound crazy, but it's a foam roller. You know what I'm talking about? One of those foam. No. It's like a foam cylinder that you roll your muscles on, you roll your back on, 
You roll your legs on it. It's made okay. out of foam. No, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I guess I could picture it in my mind. Yeah. And now they have them where they have like little ridges on them, so they, it really gets into the fibers of the muscle. You know, it gets down deep, deep in the shag. Right. <laughs> shag. Well, shagadelic. And, shagadelic. And I'm telling you, when I just lay on that and roll back and forth, it just, my whole body just opens up and you can feel the blood start to really circulate. Your mind opens up and you just kind of relax and things just don't seem as difficult <laughs> at that moment. Right. That's the best way I can describe it. It's a great way also to start your morning is to just get on there and it loosens up your back. It loosens up your whatever part of your body is, um, you know, is a little sore. You can just roll back and forth on it. And I'm telling you, I was having some shoulder problems and uh, using that really loosened it up. Is it bigger than a Couple. bread box? Yeah, it's bigger than a bread box. <laughs> it's about the size of two bread boxes. All right, there you go. Well, that gives us a, a sense of it. There you are. What's a bread box? A bread box is a box that you put bread in so it will get moldy faster. There's another thing I've been struggling with, though, David, that's, that's kind of interesting that I wasn't aware was going to happen. And it's something that I think anybody who's doing this kind of change needs to prepare themselves for, you know. And that is that, you know, doing all this kind of stuff, uh, changing yourself, it means that the people around you are going to be different. And what I mean by that is, is that you changed and everybody else stayed the same, but you're going to see them differently because you see everything differently. You know, your priorities, right. your, your way of thinking, your mindset is on a different level. And so now you notice a lot of things that you probably didn't notice before. And a lot of them are negative, unfortunately. A lot of them are things that you are trying to stay away from. And to them, it's just everyday business. And that's a tough thing to be around. Are you getting blowback? You're, you're changing things up, looking at life differently, holding yourself accountable to goals and ambitions. And are people pushing back against you on that? You know, I wouldn't say that they're pushing back. It's more of they're just doing what they normally do. And what they normally right. do isn't what you want to be doing anymore. It's like you used to hang out with the, 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 the bad kids down the block. And then, you know, you, you go to this fancy school uh, on the other side and, and yeah. you want to be a student and an athlete or whatever. And the kids are trying to get you to come and rob a, a liquor store with them, you know? Right. And you're trying to stay on the up and up. You know, who are you hanging out with? <laughs> <laughs> What's normal to them is not normal to you anymore. It's, it's, it's the opposite. It's not. They just want you to be Jenny on the block. Exactly. You know, like yeah. the, the, the other, here's a good example. The other day I was with a couple of friends and they stopped at this uh, icy shop you know where you get the mm. the shaved ice with Delicious. the with the syrup on it yeah and yeah. so 
So the of liquid course, poison in your point of view. <laughs> oh, just <laughs> colored poison. Just, just walking in there, my my skin started itching. You know, just from the the vapors of the sugar in the air. And uh, my friend, he's like, "Yeah, come on, I'm gonna I'm gonna treat you to one. What do you get? Get any flavor you want. They had fifty thousand flavors, and I'm like, Pick I, your poison. I, yeah, I don't want one. And he's just insisting that I get one." And I finally just said, look, if I eat one of those, you're going to have to take me to the hospital, okay? Because I haven't right. eaten sugar in I don't know how long. And You're going to go into shock. Yeah, I would probably go into shock. So Yeah. And it's funny because people just will kind of look at you like you just grew another head or something. Like, what's wrong with you? You don't want a, a shaved ice. It's sort of like alcoholics. When you get into recovery, you have to make a decision of, do I want to hang out with the old gang that are still doing what I was doing? Or do you want to pick these new folks over here who are doing what I'm doing now? Right. But when it's less clear cut as far as, well, it's just sugar or something. I mean, you don't really break up a relationship because someone continues to have icy. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Well, if he's just going to keep it, should, they should respect the fact that you're on the wagon. <laughs> they and, did. They and give should, it a rest yeah. after a couple times, right? If if he's going to persist with the icy, uh, uh, you know, peer pressure, then I'm going to have to cut ties, man. It's just you know, yeah, can't be putting ices in my face every time we hang out, and it's not right. <laughs> yeah, because it, and this is something that's I think really important. Our decisions in the moment matter. Because the decisions in the moment matter. Once you start making different decisions, you start to live your life differently. That's right. And if you have determined that it is, it is an important way that you live your life for your own health, for your own well-being, for your long-term ability to thrive, then the, these little, seemingly little decisions are quite impactful. And here's an, an example. I battled with my morning routine, just getting up at 6 a.m. And do you make that, because I have an alarm that still goes off at 6 a.m., even if I haven't been getting up at 6 a.m. In conventional homes, what, you, what do you do when, when 6 a.m. comes? You hit either the off button and get up, or you hit the snooze button, and it keeps reminding you every so often. And if you're making the first decision of your day to go, eh, I'm not going to fulfill the goal that I've set for myself, you're setting yourself off on the wrong foot. And, you know, I've had a medical issue that's been causing me to not get good quality sleep, even though I sleep plenty of hours. It's a quality of sleep, not a quantity of sleep issue right. that I'm facing. But regardless of that, hitting that right decision sets you up to be in a right frame of mind for the rest of the day. And once you start making the decision of, ah, it's okay to do right now, then you set yourself up for, well, I can make that decision anytime. And then the, the clarity that you had with a declarative statement of, I'm not having things like ICs in my life anymore, that becomes fuzzier in your own mind. And then six months down the line, where do you think that's going to lead to your old habits that you determined were not good for you? You're going to wake up with icy 
syrup all over your face. And you wonder what happened. Your, sh- your clothes will be disheveled. You'll be in another country. You'll have a tattoo on your face. Of a melted icy. No, you know, but seriously, the reason why... A little icy <laughs> pop otter on your face. Alexander the Grape. Remember that one? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the, reason, the reason I think, you know, it's important to bring this up is because you have to prepare yourself for making those little decisions, like you said, because when you're out with people, you know, they're going to be eating stuff that you're not supposed to be eating right in front of your face. And you have to be prepared for that. My yeah. friend had a big old plate of French fries the other day, and man, it smelled delicious. But I sat there, and I, I didn't even think about picking up one of the fries. He even offered me some, you know. So it, it's, it's something that has to be prepared for, because just because you're changing doesn't mean everything else around you is changing. Everything's going to stay the yeah. same, and life is going to be a little bit more difficult now until you get used to it and figure out how you're going to deal with all these adversities that that could become obstacles for you. And and there's also the people around you who are going to be absolutely resistant to what you're doing. If you if you're talking about, oh yeah, you know, I'm I'm doing this now. I got a morning routine and I'm and I'm uh, I got a whiteboard and I'm writing all my thoughts down. And they're like, oh, yeah, I, I should probably do something like that. Yeah, yeah, that sounds nice. Hmm, good for you. And then that's it. Yeah, that's the end of it. They, they, they've put all the effort <laughs> into... <laughs> but that's where they are on the journey right, right now. And, and that's the thing where... I, because we've all been at that place at some point, right? I mean, Absolutely. you and I have been making changes over the last six months or so, or maybe actually a little bit more than that. But regardless, within a, a, a year ago, you know, this a lot of this stuff would have been fresh information. And you don't, the way that you consume that is like, oh, okay, sounds mm. good to me. I don't know what you're talking about, but good luck with that, Bumblebee Tuna. <laughs> yes. I find that we have to have enough wherewithal in ourselves to make these choices. And, and again, I'm further behind the changing of choices as far as what I'm eating than you. And I'm still making not the best choices. And, and you know, and, and I feel bad about it doing it. I feel bad about it afterwards and I don't feel good. And I certainly don't feel good enough in the process of doing it to rectify it. But in the moment, I, I haven't, put enough cookies in my cookie jar to deal with that particular situation to live what you're living right now. So you're, you're a bit ahead of me in there, but appreciating the wherewithal that you have to do that is absolutely there. Like kudos to you on that. Gracias. It's not easy to change our behavior. It's not easy to change what has become rote and ordinary and comfortable and it's not easy to see other people who you care about not changing not doing anything to get out of the you know they're in this horrible rut you can see it now now that we've been doing this for a long time we can see we can recognize people who are in a bad way so when you see somebody you care about in a bad way and you're like hey 
you're just sitting there curled up in in a ball with misery like a little blankie you know let me take that blankie from you and they're like no give me my blankie i want to stay in this misery but you know i don't think you could take the blankie no you can't there's something about human nature where you got to let them have the blankie and encourage them and give them positive feedback right saying what's going on with you and how it's helped you without any expectations that they're going to change yeah but i think that gives them the opportunity to make different choices and put their own blankie down when they're ready because there might be things going on that we're not aware of that make that blankie the only way that they're making it through the night if they can see you blankie free then maybe they say, hey, well, he's blanky free. He's doing it. Why can't I? Yeah, I really am to the point in my life where I try not to judge others. And when I'm judging others, I try to check my own self because I don't know the totality of their situation. I don't know where they come from. I don't know where they want to go to. I, but I, I do know me and myself. And that's the one that I uh, need to take charge of. And, and I think you have said this recently, Dave, when that airplane, you lose compression in the cabin and the air masks come down, what are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to put it on your kid first or put it on your wife first? No, you put it on yourself first because you, you can't help other people if you don't have any oxygen. So you get that oxygen mask on, you put it on, and then you could help other people. And I think we're hopefully trying to have oxygen mask on. Um, I'm, you know, having some, some troubles keep securing it to my face. I'm a little worried that my bag isn't inflating. Uh, yeah, you got that sleep apnea too. You got to make sure it's on there tight. It, the, this is complex stuff we're talking about. And you, you read about it in the book and it makes it sound so simple. And then you encounter all of the different people in different situations in life. And it becomes a lot more complex. And in some ways, you need to push that complexity off to the side and still stay true to your goals, aspirations. Look at yourself and say, I want to live an extraordinary life. And that doesn't necessarily mean becoming the president of the United States, but it does mean to have lofty expectations and and goals for myself. And in doing that, live my life in a way each and every day that is going towards those goals. I, I have something new on my, my whiteboard. I've taken off uh, be comfortable being uncomfortable, which I have now fully digested and I'm fully uncomfortable all the time and a little bit more comfortable being uncomfortable. But I've put up there, what is my purpose? Mm. And I'm working on that right now. And that sort of uh, going to be how do I how do I define what my purpose is and how do I then implement my days so it is seeking to uh, exemplify what my purpose is. So I love that's, that, man. That's my s- state of being right now. I love that. We're gonna get deeper into that next episode because that is something I think everybody needs to work on and and have as part of their daily living is uh, their understanding their purpose and it, it makes them more comfortable with who they are and what it is they need to get up and do. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. 
So Dave, anything else you want to share about your journey before we wrap things up here? Uh, well, I just want to say that what you said about the, the airplane masks, I think that that's something we should talk about uh, in length in another show too, because, you know, I think so many people focus on helping everyone around them that they forget about themselves. And you can't help anyone if you don't help yourself first. If you don't help yourself, you're going to be in a bad way and then you can't do anything for anybody. Actually, it'll end up where somebody's going to have to take care of you. Is right. that really what you want? Do you want your child to have to spend their life, you know, taking care of you because you didn't want to take care of yourself? Or do you want your people, your family to be without you because you didn't take care of yourself and have right. to survive without you? Think about that. So I think we should talk about that too. But other than that, you know, I, I feel, I feel good, man. I, I, I feel like I just vented and, um, you know, the boulder has been set aside and, uh, I feel like I can really just, um, get back and focus on my musts list and not so much just flying by the seat of my pants, so to speak. Yeah. Well, my recommendation would find a rock out in the garden, wash it off, put it on your desk. And whenever you feel the burden of all the different things that you need to get done that you know you're not going to get done today, just look at that rock and say, I put you to the side. Wow. I like that, man. That's awesome. Let's end the show on that. That's a great suggestion. I'm going to go do that right now. Leave your comments about your experience with living it, things you struggle with, reactions from people around you, what you'd like to hear from us, what you want us to talk about, suggestions you might have. And remember, subscribe and share this podcast with people you know and love. Let's give them the opportunity to change their life. Join us on our Live It or Waste It Facebook page. Join the group if you haven't already. You could reach me on Twitter at David Guggenheim, Facebook and LinkedIn, David C. Guggenheim, or online at someonetalkmedia.com. We also have our own Twitter account. Tell them about oh, it, that, Dave. Oh, that's right. We have our new at Live It or Waste It Twitter account, which go. I don't, I think, have yet rights to, so I can't tweet on there yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Well, I may have forgotten to give you the administrative uh, powers. Uh, but yeah, uh, follow us on the new Twitter account. We're going to get that uh, up and running. Hopefully by the time you hear this podcast, we'll, uh, we'll have gotten the kinks out. At Live It or Waste It on Twitter. And if you're in the L.A. area and you want to do a podcast, you can find me on WineDesigns.com. Now go out there and live it. Don't waste it. Peace and love.
This has been a production of Someone Talked Media.